What's going on? As as I always say, what's happening? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of School's Guilty Pleasures. You know who the special guest is. What's happening, brother? What's happening, bro? What's going on, school man? Hey, good seeing you. It's good to be seen, brother, as they say. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Good to be a guest on School's Guilty Pleasures, man. I, it's been a while. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have you on, man. You know, it's, it's always a pleasure to have the guy, the guy in here. On here. <laughs> oh man, nah, you're too kind. It's, it's been fun though. For, for those who don't know, I, I, I produce the show. Yeah. So I'm involved behind the scenes, but not on on mic or on camera. Uh, I'm proud of you, man. You've been doing a great job. I, I I told you that Joyride episode. I was in the background, like, man, I'm about to just jump in here, but you know, this cool shit. Respect to respect to the creator. Um, but that was a good conversation, man. I wanted to jump in and get my two cents and stuff like that. But you've been you've been doing your thing, brother. You've been doing hey. your thing, and I'm proud of you. Thank um, you. And Thank I, you. I know you got a ton of movies in the arsenal, so I'm I'm excited to be on this. One. This was kind of you know, I, I don't want to say I, I nudge you to, you to do it, but I recommend yeah. it. Hey, given the time of year, it's might yeah. be a good one to talk about. Cause we both rock with this movie. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, if you if you haven't seen, we're talking about Dutch. The the the. I don't want to say it's a. I I I know we're going to say it's a classic, but it's more of a cult classic. Hundred um, percent a cult classic. Yeah, it's, it's a definition of cult classic. Yeah, and the, and I believe, and you can touch base if you want to, but I definitely believe it's because of who wrote this movie is why it's a cult classic. John Hughes. Well, I think it's be, who wrote this movie is why it's a quote-unquote failure. Yeah, both. I mean, it, both, yeah, it's, both. It plays both sides of gift and a curse, for sure. Yes, because we talking, if you don't know, we talking about John Hughes, man. John Hughes is a fucking legend up and up until he died in uh 2009 gone too soon um but he wrote 16 candles the breakfast club uh home alone both of them uh it, beethoven's first second third like he has so first many first there's builders day off planes trains automobile uncle yeah. buck come on <laughs> he, he got wrote home alone <laughs> yeah he wrote home alone national lampoon's vacation great yeah. outdoors christmas vacation yep 101 Dalmatians, the one yeah. with uh, Flubber. Uh, Glenn Close. Flubber. Yeah, yeah, man. John Hughes is a absolute legend. Yeah, he even uh, he even went back into the Home Alone bag and did three. And I like three. I, I, I'm I haven't seen three in years. I'm a, I'm a fan of three. So, but I hey. haven't seen three since 85, 85, bro. Mom's oh. own three. I don't I don't know if we forced That's her to, to buy that, but she definitely owned three for some reason, man. For some reason. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent, man. But uh, this speaking of John Hughes, this film was, I guess, is in the same universe. Yep, as a few of his movies. Mm -hmm. um, what was it? Uh, I thought I had it written down somewhere. Maybe I don't, but I know it was in the same universe. It's like sixteen candles, or maybe something of that nature. Or career opportunity, career opportunities. Currently, Sue and Home Alone. Yep. So all of these things happen in that same universe. And that's funny. I, I wrote that actually. I wrote that in trivia because I was like, I know Rich gonna like this. <laughs> uh, you know, that's my. I was just about to say, you know, that's my shit, man. When yeah. they find a way to blend worlds, you know, them, them old ABC sitcoms back when like Uncle Phil would be on Family Matters and crossover, yeah. Urkel would be on Step by Step. That, yeah. man, that was my shit. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely remember the um, 
the Family Matters uh, Full House crossover episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, Urkel and Urkel and the twins and all yeah. that. Yeah, or not the twins, but I forget Mary Kay and Ashley's name on the show. It's been a minute since I watched Full House. Michelle, but it's all good. Michelle, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> you, man. That's why you you. That's why you you, man. Listen, first off, before we really, really, really get started, I just want to shout out, you know, the the fam, the culture garden. Ray Pizzle was happening. Um, we got y'all. Oh, the goat. Yes, 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 yes. MJ and ninety six. You hear me? <laughs> Seventy two in when you got Ray P on the on the roster. Yeah, Ray, Ray P a bad motherfucker, man. That's a fact. Um, also want to shout out to the good brothers, Maurice, Spike, man, Spike, Maurice and Spike, uh, Spike Lou, man, good earners. Another week in the books. Yes, another week in the another books. Week in the books, man. That's my favorite podcast, straight up, man. That's a elevated conversation amongst black men, black women. You know, every, everybody's involved. Um, yeah. So it's not, but it's exclusively for that. And uh, man, just incredible, incredible conversations. Anybody I get a chance to tell, I will tell them to listen to it, man. It's almost like therapy for the week. Yes. Um, it's like real nigga church. So I'm not getting the <laughs> spiritual word there, but I'm getting my my manly word, man. It's, you know, yeah. Everything I need to be a better person. So Absolutely. shout out to them. Shout out to them, man. And we, I know you said we got y'all, but we got y'all just started back up with rap shit. Yeah. Um, Rachel, Rachel, and myself just released an episode. It covered the first three episodes, and it's about two hours long. So we made sure uh, we gave y'all some nice content to make up for our little delayed start. But we'll yeah. be coming weekly from this point on, um, and we'll go from there. But man, shout out to y'all, man. You and Rachel. Nah. Oh my dogs, man. This, shout out to you for for the availability that you make for all of those podcasts. Cause this nigga is, is part of all that shit. He just said, he just, he just being humble, but I ain't gonna allow all that. Um, but yeah, shout out to you for that brother, for sure. Making, making, making us better. Cause bruh, it's, it's times where I, I let shit slip and you will give me a call. Like, yo, did you reach out to, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't did shit. So <laughs> I know you, bro. I know you. Yeah. And sometimes that's the, that's bad sometimes. Man. This nigga know me better. I know myself. It's just crazy. I was frustrated too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, my dog. Yes. Um back to who's, back to Dutch. The, I was just about to say who was the film directed by? It was directed by Peter Fairman, I believe that's. A, I think that's what, Peter Fairman. Oh, Peter hey. Fairman. Peter Fairman. Peter Fairman. Hey, in the words of John Hughes, ne never gonna work here again because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he canceled him and him and Ed O'Neill. It's a famous story that Ed O'Neill tells about, like you know, during his time. For those who don't know, Ed O'Neill is top dog. He has um, a sitcom called Married with Children, one of the longest sitcom runs of all time. It didn't even get a final episode for real. Like, it, they did them dirty, like <laughs> the Wayne's Brothers. That's crazy, because it was 10 seasons. So how do you yeah. not give a 10-season running sitcom? Uh, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, so... Um, but during this time, he was, he was top dog. And... John Hughes thought that they would work together a lot. He he really called him. Basically, Ed O'Neill said John Hughes was calling him every day, acting like they was best friends. As soon as this movie dropped and it bombed, he said he never heard from him again, <laughs> ever. Mm -hmm. And same for Peter. Said they never heard from John Hughes again, bro. That's insane. That's, that's wild. 
that's wild. But it made sense because John Hughes, you, you we mentioned the resume. Mm-hmm. It was kind of almost like printing money. But John Hughes movies hitting the box office thing. Yes. You're going to make a return. I have a very obvious reason as to why it failed at the box office. I don't know if you're ready to get into release date or budget or anything like that. But Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's get into first off, let's get into the synopsis. Um, yeah. The synopsis for me is uh, Nick, <laughs> just a normal nine to five working guy, met a, met a rich young lady and she has a son and he's a teenager. And my goodness, he's trying to he's just trying to do the stepdad thing. He's trying to be a good guy. And, you know, his lady needs him to pick up his son. So that's what he does. And, and it's it's a road trip. And as they say, two men never get to know each other better than on a road trip. I don't know about that, but, you know. That's what they say, man. Um, yeah, I shout out to the school synopsis. You know what I mean? You know, the coach guard, we get a regular synopsis. I like the, I like hearing the school synopsis. Like, uh, a nigga that, uh, yeah, bro. Just <laughs> that stepdad shit. I remember when I first told you about it, like, this is just one of them. You meet if you, you ever date a lady and she has a kid, bro. Like, it's certain shit you just, you, you, you gotta do. Let me, let me ask you, and, I know we don't use these terms, especially you and your house. You don't use the term stepfather. No, but you are a stepfather. You have a, yeah. a, a child who's not biologically yours. Yes. Do you think your experience would have been similar if she, if she was a, a boy? You know what I mean? Because like you, have, it's a daughter, so it's yeah. a little bit different, you think? Because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And... Cause I know you, bro. You be I. I already know how you get. I know how your temper can get, and I can only imagine a a thirteen year old boy just testing you like that. Yeah, it would be definitely different. Also, though, it's about age that matters because when I first came into Peyton's life, I was she was six. You feel me? Like so, that's different compared to sixteen, thirteen, like. Yeah, now I know point. you. I know for a fact you ain't my daddy, nigga. Like who you think you talking to? <laughs> like what? <laughs> so nah, man. God is good. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. God is good. <laughs> Shout out to one night in Miami. Yes, yes. But look, so let me let me. I know your next thing is gonna be the release date. Okay. So this is why this movie failed. Whose idea was it to put a Thanksgiving out on July 19th? This movie came Bruh. out July 19th, 1991. Like, 91. what? What? Yep. yep. This is like, definitely. I've heard of, you can hear about the month earlier. You know, sometimes a Halloween movie might drop at the beginning of October or late September, mm-hmm. or your Christmas movie start rolling in November, you know, mid November or so, even before Thanksgiving. But that's technically the holiday season. It's okay to drop in that window. Like, why would you put out a, a movie? And I know it's Thanksgiving break. Yeah, but it does play a theme in this film. Yeah, absolutely. So why do you do that in the middle of the summer? Like it doesn't. Why I would not want to see this movie in the middle of the summer. You know what else this movie does that now that you just bringing this up, it it kind of feels like it doesn't know what holiday it wants to be a part of. Like the the fireworks scene. Like Mm. why? What is the purpose of that? I think so. I think some of that is just him trying to be cool. So, all right. So he made the point of um, fireworks are illegal in Illinois. Mm-hmm. 
Same way here in Ohio, where the school yeah. that myself are from, there's not fireworks shops like that, like the one they saw in Tennessee. Versus if you yeah. drive to Indiana, it's yeah, a ton. Yeah. And if you've never been, for those of those, for those of you who live in a state like us, Ohio, where you don't have those huge firework shops, once you go in there, it's a big thing. Even if you ain't into fireworks, you're like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a couple firecrackers just because it's yeah. that kind of thing. So I think it was one of those what kid doesn't like fireworks? This is gonna be a bonding <laughs> moment. Yeah, um, I don't think I never really thought of Fourth of July. I just thought of being a kid and going on certain road trips and remembering seeing those big fireworks signs. And as a kid, I always wondering, like, oh, can we stop? Can we stop? Knowing mm-hmm. we wasn't even gonna fire no fireworks. I don't know. We're gonna I think do- that was just the thing, man. But, this, um, yeah, I, yeah, I can, I agree. I know what you mean. And and just like you said, they had to have that. Him giving an effort, bonding moment, 13-year-old boy who doesn't like fireworks. Like, because there's that, that moment in the car where he he opens the door. Like, he's yeah. going to go in. So, yeah, I get A few it. times. There's a few mm-hmm. times where he wanted to do it. And I know we keep saying that the movie bombed. Um, the budget was $17 million and it made $4.6 million. So, it absolutely. Even today's standards, then standards. Yeah. For a John Hughes movie, not to even clear $5 million is crazy. Yeah. And and. That's one of those things that I'm thinking. We were, I was what two, you were four. four. Like, we yeah. don't know the extent of a John Hughes film besides Home Alone because Home Alone was so big. I remember Home Alone, but does John Hughes have enough pull to do that in July to be like, you know what? I'm John Hughes. I'm I'm releasing I'm, this and I'm releasing this July. Who gonna say something to me? I don't think many movies have that pull. It's cool if it's not a thing. And I know, like I said, I know it's not a Thanksgiving movie. It's more of a road trip bonding mm-hmm. type of movie. But if you look at John Hughes' own resume, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, it's the same movie for real. Mm-hmm. That's what Roger D. Ebert was on him about. Yeah, it's the same yeah. movie. It's about Thanksgiving. Two guys don't like each other trying to get home for the holidays, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. And so it's the same exact type of thing. So it's that's the reason why John Hughes didn't direct this film. Yeah, yeah. He was set to direct it and have John Candy be the uh, lead actor to be Dutch Dooley. You know who else? You know who else I seen was supposed to be in this? Who? Mel Gibson. (laughs) You know how I feel about Mel Gibson, man. I'm glad he was. I I love this movie too much, and if Mel was in it, I couldn't love it no more. I got weak. I'm like, damn, they was gonna have Mel Gibson. It was a long. It's a long list of um people though. I I. I, You want to talk about an hour later? I'm surprised Bruce Willis wasn't considered. But you know what? I think, back to that July thing, I think that has a lot to do with uh, Ed O'Neill being on the sitcom. Think about trying to get him to do the press runs in September while the show's going on. You know what I mean? Like, summertime, I, f- I feel like he might have. So, so, so here's the thing, school. Go ahead. You a writer, bro. Change it to you picking him up for summer break. Like something, like yeah. just adjust. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. adjust and still make the same movie. It mm-hmm. didn't. Here's the thing. It didn't have to be Thanksgiving. Y'all yeah. made it that way. So why did you choose to drop it in July? And there has to be a story behind it. And I'd love yeah. to find out and read up on it. Because I would think even the studio wouldn't think that. Unless, like you said, school, this is John Hughes. Nigga, this nigga can drop anytime and it's going to be gold. Like yeah. he ran out. We're, we're even too young or too, you know, too young for this part. Um, but John Hughes ran in the 80s. Like he just yeah. ran that decade. So this is 91, fresh off the 80s. Like, let's keep this thing rolling. 
Yep. First off, Home Alone. Home Alone made a, a gajillion, bajillion dollars. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Still one, still one of my favorites. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It was just a weird thing. I just think that had a lot to do with people not. I would love to go back in time and drop this November 11th, 1991. Yeah. And just see what kind of numbers it does. Yeah, I man, probably something crazy. Probably definitely, and, definitely. I was just about to say, and and uh married with children's on the air at the time. So you doubling yeah. up, you already seeing them, and that's back when you had to you had to watch these shows. There's not a bunch of options. Yep. You know, these network television, these network cable programs had these network shows, and that was it. So you knew Tuesday at eight o'clock, I'm watching Martin, Which I'm one? watching The Living Single, mm-hmm. or I'm watching Married with Children or Friends or all, all the above. Facts. Um, so yeah, that's a crazy part, man. That's a crazy thing. All right, let's get into some of the cast members. I don't know how far you oh, got into it. I have real a... quick. Go ahead. Just Sorry. to tell just to tell the people out there, if you want to watch Dutch, oh, hold man. it up right here. I got yeah. it on DVD. Gotta own it. Gotta own it because this is my movie. <laughs> but if you want to watch it, it is streaming on Max right now. Max. Hey, Max is Max is like 10 for 10, man. They got everything. They bought all the companies. Put them all under one roof. Um, all right. So back to back to the cast. We have uh, Joe Beth Williams as Natalie Standish, Christopher McDonald as Reed Standish. First off, that nigga's a school guilty pleasure legend. Uh, star shooter, shooter McGavin. If you don't know who mm-hmm. he is, amongst. I would say Shooter McGavin is one of the top twenty-five assholes of all time. He's a he's a like so was Reed. Yeah, and Reed. Yeah. So <laughs> talk talk about typecast. Um, I was just about to say that, bro. Like I don't think I've ever paid attention to Christopher McDonald being typecast. Yeah. Until I was taking notes for this movie, I'm like, yo, he mad. Like he's always this guy. Yeah. But he he's an asshole, but you like him. But I you like don't him, hate like him. him. Now, well, let me take that back. I'm not gonna say you like him, but you don't hate him like you yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. Certain people, you like, oh man, fuck this guy. Fuck this McDonald's just kind of like, oh man. Uh, I got a uh, Ari Myers as Brock, and the 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 All Star, another uh, SGP All Star, E.G. Daly as Haley. E.G. Daly, of course, is the voice actress of Tommy Pickles. From Rugrats. If you didn't know that, now you know. She is a legend. She, she also, uh, she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, wasn't she? Yeah, 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 she was. She was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but not, of course, uh, for us. Yes. I think it was definitely above that. Definitely sure. part of our childhood. For sure. Um, did you, you said who, how far did I get on the cast? Yeah. Um, so obviously, Ed O'Neill, who we mentioned, is Dutch Dooley, and then you have Ethan Embry. Back then, he was doing as Ethan Randall. He mm-hmm. played Doyle Standish, um, the kid. He was 13 at the time. It's funny because years later, they would be on Dragnet together. They had one yeah. season together as police partners. That's crazy. Um, so that was just ironic. And then I had to give a couple shout-outs to some different people. I got L. Scott Caldwell, who is the uh, black unhoused woman mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie when they get to the uh, – you know, I don't want to call it a group home, but the mm-hmm. – um, the the center for misplaced families. Yes, yes. Um, she played Carol Carter and in Insecure. Shout out to we got y'all again. Mm-hmm. And she's been in a, uh, some other stuff. She's been in Queen Sugar. She's kind of like a uh, a recurring act- actor. 
And yeah. they also have Billy Sly Williams. Billy Sly Williams was in this movie. He was the guy on the bus with the boom box. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to shout him out because he was in the episode of Martin, season four. Yeah. Episode when Martin was trying to manage uh, Pam's cousin. Pam. He was a dude you were trying to sign to. Yeah, I just had to <laughs> shout him out because of our love for Martin. School got on a Martin hoodie right now. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. It was only it was only right to do so. It was only right yeah. to do yes. so. Billy Sly Williams. So I'm looking at my awards, and the only award that I have is uh, the young man. I can't remember what's his name, Ethan Embry. Yes. Um, he won an award for like best young new artist, not artist, excuse me, young actor award. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. I I don't know if his career turned out as well as he thought it would, but. Hey. I don't really know anything else that he was in. I can't name it off the top of my head. Um, the only thing that else that I know he was in, which is another <laughs> What About Movies, is uh, damn, what's the joint with Reese Witherspoon? Uh, she... Sweet Home Alabama? Sweet Home Alabama, yeah. He played a, he played a uh, husband, if I'm not mistaken. Billy Ray or whatever his name was. Well, he was in Vegas Vacation. I'm looking up his uh, stuff right now. He was in that thing you do. So he's been in some stuff. I got to go back and kind of see what he's been up to. Yeah, okay. I don't think there's anything that I would necessarily say I'm a fan of, but a couple of things that have been on my list. The Sweet Home Alabama, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, that's, so. that's one of my joints. I fucks with that. Oh, snap. He, uh, he and your show. And, and pop show, man. Once upon a time. Yeah. He does play uh okay, yep. His I know. name's Greg, Greg Middle. Mm-hmm. I know he is. Dirty yeah. some bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, snap, oh shit. Um, so you know we have the category. It sounds like you kind of was dibbling and dabbling in it. Um well, real quick, before we get out, I, I want to kind of jump back to the actor conversation because okay. I saw some other names who were considered for Dutch Dooley. Yeah, yeah, and there yeah. was one. There was one in particular that really caught my eye, and it really made me think he'd do a good job. Okay, uh, do you have the list by chance? Because I want to yes. see if you do. I want to see who you think I'm thinking of. Okay, so on this list that I have, I have uh, Tom Hanks, Jim Belushi, Robin Williams, John Goodman, Bill Murray, and Mel Gibson. Those are the people that I have. You have Tim Allen as well, and now John Tim Belushi, not Jim. See, John mine Belushi. says Jim. One of the Belushi brothers. Okay. No, nah, because Jim Jim was already, you know, passed. No, Jim is the one that's alive. John, the one. I'm sorry, with John. I'm sorry, with Jim. My apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. apologies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, out of, out of those actors, who do you think I thought would be a, a great fit for this role? So you're either going to say Robin Williams or John Goodman. John Goodman. Yep. So, those are my those are the two that I would pick. I would pick yeah. either those two. I feel like Robin might have go a little bit over the edge with the, you know, sometimes he can get a little, you know, wacky, but John Goodman probably would have been perfect. But I really love Ed O'Neill in this. I, I wouldn't trade him for any of those actors on the list, but if I were, it would be John Goodman because I think Ed O'Neill did such a great job that I could see John Goodman doing the same thing, playing it kind yeah. of like that straight and narrow. Yeah. I don't I think he can kind of give you a little bit goofy. Um he also had a 
smoking hot sitcom at the time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those similarities. But for some reason, John Goodman, when I look at that list, his name stood out. Like, you know what? I can now, see this going down. Now, here's the here's what I'll say about that is John Goodman kind of plays Dutch Dooley on Roseanne, but Dutch Dooley, or excuse me, Ed O'Neill is definitely creating another character when he's Dutch. Like Dutch, they have similarities, but just like they are so different. And I don't know if I've never noticed until I watched this again that like Al Bundy has a different voice about him. Like he doesn't even talk like this. So now, this is definitely adult grown yeah. up. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Been through uh, some things. Yeah. Worked hard I'll, to get here. Blue collar. Yes. Dutch Dooley is all of that. He, mm-hmm. he personifies that. Yeah. Al Bundy had realized that his life was pretty much over. He just said, fuck it. This, this is my life. <laughs> yeah. Dutch never sold shoes. No, never. Hell no. <laughs> nah, he definitely worked with his hands for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Now that's good. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, what would you do to make this movie better? I would release it around November. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the movie, I, I didn't dig too deep into it because the movie is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I love it, I enjoy it, I have a lot of nostalgic ties to it, you know, yes. being um, grandmother Cynthia. This was something me and her, and ironically, Beethoven. This and Beethoven and Little Giants were the three movies we would have on repeat whenever I wanted to go see my grandmother. So, yeah, yeah. uh, That's the reason I've known about this film forever. And in school, outside of you and me, I don't really think I've talked to to many people about it. Um, Shout out to Brian. He was on the Culture Garden last week on our American Gangster episode. You had teased the movie on that episode. It just kind of gave the description. And he texted me afterwards and said, Hey, what what movie are you guys doing next week for school's guilty pleasures? And I said Dutch, and he was like, "I love that movie." Um, yeah. We tried to get him on here. He was a little tied yeah. up. It is uh, Thanksgiving week and a lot of busy schedules, but yeah. Absolutely. Other than that, I've never really heard people talk about it. So, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't really say much of anything to make it better. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I would agree to that. Now, the only the 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 place where you release it yeah but you also kind of you might need something different like because like you said this is planes trains and automobiles like you gotta you gotta do something different you know what i'm saying like there has to be something but who's gonna tell john hughes that (laughs) you feel me well i yeah, and I get it. You, you mentioned Roger Ebert earlier, because if you look at it from the outside, it looks like John Hughes was just taking everything that was successful mm-hmm. and combining them and matching them together. So it was kind of, I hate to, I hate to call somebody like John Hughes lazy. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit extreme. But there wasn't the best effort put forward. I mean, he, I give him credit, I guess, for combining them and not just straight ripping it off. So let's take everything good about playing strange automobiles yeah. and mix it with a child actor like Home Alone, and let's yeah. see what we get in that world. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like you said, something else could have happened. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what that would have been. And that's it. And 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 even in those in in 
it kind of goes back to that conversation I had about glitter. It's like when you do, when you lean into the cliche, you have to have somebody that stands out. Like, and, you know, Ed O'Neill did stand out, but now we got to get people here to see it. And nobody, nobody, so, nobody wants to see this. What You just made me think of something. I'm not thinking about what can make the movie better, but originally, and I'm sure this is before the box office numbers, this was there was supposed to be a sequel to this film. Mm-hmm. I, I what is that? Now I want to ask you, what's that sequel look like? Do you know? Like, what's the premise behind that? I do not. So it has to. I'm, I'm, you have to tie in the wedding. Okay. Somehow, some way. Okay, I'm there. Um. And there might be something almost like a hangover type of thing where something happens to where these two need to get Dutch to the wedding. You know what I mean? I think they keep the same element of them having to be on the road and go through some crazy adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's a, you know, we saw the racy cars in the first one. Maybe Dutch Mm -hmm. thought it was a good idea to take them on a a mini bachelor trip or bachelor uh, party. And something goes crazy, and they have to get back in time for the wedding, and there's some bumps. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing shit at the wall, hoping it sticks. I'm, I'm. This is all off the top about, of the dome. I was thinking about them two, um, them two prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you could do. Like, so yeah. for some reason, I just thought of Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, when they made the sequel, they tried to include some of the stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. I can't remember the guy's name, man, that, that actor who played that. But he came back and, and re, replayed his role. I can see them running into the prostitutes and having a little scene like that. There's a lot of moments you can get to. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. That was just off the top of the dome. I just I just thought of that when you mentioned it, and it made me want to ask you. Yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, man. You, 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 you. What? I watch a lot of movies, man. Listen, there's a lot of stuff I just be trying to mash up. All right. So I already asked you what would you do to make this film better. All right. Best scenes, best moments. What you got? You want me to start off? Yes, sir. All right, man. I got a nice little amount, more than what you would think for Dutch. Okay. Uh, but just to keep it simple, a lot of them are some simple scenes. This is one. The intro scene for Dutch and Doyle. Yeah, just letting us know exactly who they are. Dutch is in this room. He doesn't stand out. I mean, excuse me, he stands out because he's not like one of them. Right. He doesn't play the game. He's there for his girl. Sets the tone when he talks to Reed. Like you know what I mean? I know yeah. that was personal, a private conversation, but this one's personal too. You heard her, and I hit you so fucking hard, your dog will bleed. bleed. You hear me? Know what time it is? All of that, and then obviously Doyle just being a, a very Ethan Embry. Just chef's kiss for the level of asshole. Yes. 13-year-old teenage kid asshole. Like that's the next <laughs> level. That that's the kind of kid that you want to fight like a man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so shout out to him for perfecting that not only that that 13-year-old asshole, but I'm a 13-year-old asshole with privilege. <laughs> so Yeah, that bro, I'm glad you said that because here you, you you have a kid. Not only is he rich, mm-hmm. right? Not only is his dad an asshole, so he kind of got that in him already. Yeah. He's also a sing, he's also an only child. Yeah. You feel me? So he doesn't even have siblings to where he has to learn common basic 
human interaction skills. He gets yeah. everything he wants, which which makes for the ultimate asshole. Yes, it does. And he he we already knew. So man, that sequel would have been crazy, huh? <laughs> Doyle got Doyle was such an asshole that that scene where he called his dad, not this, not the one with the woman answered, but originally yeah. when he was still at school and called his dad. Uh, when I tell my dad about this, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. This man took a running start just to kick down the trash can when he saw the janitor cleaning up. Like that, you know, you know how much of a dickhead you got to be to do some shit like that. Hey, like just see it and just you know what? I'm gonna take a few steps and just kick this bitch over. And didn't say a word. Just kept walking. Didn't look at him. Nothing. Just I just want to kick this. I think. And I'm not going to jump into because it's in my scene, but it's later. So I ain't going to jump into it. But the the ultimate scene, and I know we both have it down, proves what type of asshole he is. Which scene? The, the, the car scene. Oh, man, listen, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole other thing. But that's my opening scene. I don't know if you want to um, go next or you want to just keep going down my list. How you want to do this? Yeah, keep going down your list. I gotta talk. This is my second favorite scene in this movie. Okay. All right. Dutch meeting Doyle for the first time. <laughs> That's a good ass scene. I said it's a great scene, man. And yeah. I sent a text to Brian earlier. And I'm gonna ask you the same thing. So, you know, we don't like talking about the movies before we record. Mm-hmm. Bruh, it's 1991, though. So all the listeners out there, I want you to, if you were alive, if you were around. Yeah. Fuck y'all to everybody making jokes like 1991. Yeah, fuck y'all. But if you think about that time, right? Mm -hmm. You walk into your private school dorm room. There's some grown man. First of all, you think it's your pops. So that's already, you already off on the wrong foot. You've been waiting to see your pops and you think it's your pops. So you turn around, you realize it ain't him. It's this grown man that you Mm -hmm. ain't never seen in your life. You ain't never spoke to him in your life. He going through your things. Talking about some, yeah, man, I'm here to pick you up from Georgia to Chicago. Mm. And you don't know this man from Adam, bro. What's it going to take for you to get in that car school? <laughs> like, what does it take? Because it's 1991. You can't look mm-hmm. him up. You can't mm-hmm. mom text me a picture. You can't Facebook yeah. him. You can't Instagram him. Nothing. Like, this is, you got to take his word. Like, yeah, I date your mom. We here to go home. Like, what? Well, th- this is one of those movie things where it's just like, Moms, you ain't gonna give me no heads up, like well, something said, like that. Well, he said, he said, I know your mother called you. What the hell is wrong with you? So I'm sure there was a call that we didn't see. But yeah. even then, like, I'm, that's why the 1991 part is important. Even yeah. then, bro, I don't yeah. know. Yes, you know that information, but for you mm-hmm. to just be here rummaging, I don't know you. Like, you got to send me a picture. That's hey. literally, I got to call you. You got to describe him, and I got to think what, whatever. How are you describing him if he doesn't? Match that to me, then it's a wrap. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just some wild shit. Listen, I ain't going, bro. Yeah, man. Especially, especially going. if I'm in the same standing as as Doyle. Like, I'm rich. I like. Obviously, I can stay here. It's gonna be shitty, but I can. I'm cool. Go ahead. Hey, listen, and that's one thing I will say. That I like about Doyle, Doyle's with the shits, man. Yeah, he is. I'm not about to be some scared kid. I'm about to whoop your ass, hit him with the golf club, shot at him. He did everything. Hey, Dutch said, what the hell? (laughs) Hit him again. Like, I don't think you know who I am. Hey, 
at this point, I'm it's real. It's dawning on me right now that you have no idea who I am, and you think I'm some stranger in your shit. Hey, facts. And and shout out to a pimp named Slickback. What do you tell him? A time, I think legally now you can hit back. Yeah, legally now you can whoop him. Like yeah, you, Dutch. Yeah. Dutch probably could have hit him a couple times. Yeah, man. And they can say, can you say I'm sorry? I hit you with a golf club, picked your, <laughs> picked, picked your face, matched your testes, shot you twice. You can't say that. <laughs> hey, this is that first encounter, bro. Like, this is how this trip about to go. But now as a grown man, school, as a grown man, mm-hmm. you're not expecting all that. 13, and you just shot me in. I got to get on the road with you for about 12, 14 hey. hours, however long. Like, nah, bro, I ain't going. This, this has, bro, this is becoming one of my favorite things that we've been doing is taking movies that we watched at 13, mm-hmm. now at 34 and 30, like being on the other side of this, like, bro. Shout out, wilding, shout out the Dutch, man. Because <laughs> as a grown man, you guys still think that he's 13, like which is old yes. enough, but really ain't old at all. It ain't old enough at all for real. So it's almost like, damn, like I said earlier, you really want to fight him like he's a grown yeah. man, but you can't. But it takes a lot of self-restraint. That's why when we get to my favorite scene, we'll talk <laughs> about that too. Um, but that was just an incredible scene, and obviously him being tied up and nigga, you going. Like, I'm yeah. not, I don't I told your mom's you coming, you come, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. Quick scene, really quick scene. Cumberland Mountains. Yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. That's my type of comedy. Yeah, these are Cumberland Mountains. They're beautiful, ain't they? And it's pitch dark outside. Bro. Pitch dark. <laughs> hey. Hey man, fuck you, bro. I'm going to sleep. Going to sleep. And I love it for and Doyle, bro. He, you could tell what type of people Doyle was hanging around. Like mm-hmm. his insults was just like he his intentions were to hurt your feelings, like for sure. Straight up, it cut deep. Always <laughs> cut deep, man. Always. I, I mentioned my I, I mentioned my intro saying the Doyle being one of my favorites, like that that alone, like just how mean he was to that other kid, and just mm-hmm. she's not my ma. Yeah, I don't have a ma. You <laughs> may have a ma. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a mother. <laughs> hey. I'll slap the dog shit out of you, bro. Hey. The fact he said that three, I don't have a ma. Yeah. Like, you you mm-hmm. may have a ma. Yeah. He's yeah. on his ass, fuck, bro. Fuck Doyle. Even when even when your man's brought the racy cars, bro. Come on, man. At 13, you know niggas. Nah, not him. But but I I, I get it. I don't get it because he was over the top. But if you look at it from Doyle's perspective, even his mom said, you know, when 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 Dutch said you want to go down and get him, she said, I don't think he'll appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to get to know, and he I'll go get him. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get to know you, bro. Like it's mm-hmm. not even that. I know my son. He he's an asshole, like, yeah. straight up. And I don't even want to put you through that because he ain't that tight that you can charm and win over. Like he is a dickhead. Yeah. The type of nigga that hang, the type of nigga that hang up on you if you tell him you will. He's that kind of evil. <laughs> there were up. moments. There were moments. Speaking about combining universes, mm-hmm. you know what I would love to see? What's that? I would love to see um, a version of the Good Son where you got two Ooh. bad motherfuckers. We this was evil, bro. That car scene. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Bruh. it. That was some evil shit. That's like throwing something over the over the bridge or. On, on the highway. I always 
I'll die on this hill that Macaulay Culkin should have been nominated for that movie. I don't, I man, he was he was he was phenomenal in The Good Son, bro. We'll, we'll talk about it one day because nah. a couple months ago it was almost my pick for mm-hmm. Culture Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you and Ray that, so we'll we'll definitely talk about it. Nah. But the scene I have after this is just their interaction in the car. Um, there's a segment where you have the car with the heat and the radio and yeah. the windows and all of that. Just that back and forth. Um, Dutch asking them, "Smoke, smoke bother you?" That's all I've always loved that scene. Smoke bothered you? Yes, it yeah. does. The nigga pushed in the lighter button. Hey. For those who don't know what that is, back in the day, cars used to have lighters in them where you could push the cigarette lighter button and, and get hot and you could light up whatever you need to light up. Yeah. Yep. Um, cigars in, in Dutch's case. Damn. Um, that definitely damn show. And it's crazy. We were born in that era and I'm almost forgetting about the motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause you don't see them anymore. You don't see nah. ashtrays and all the ashtrays used to come in cars. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't do that no more. They don't promote smoking for real. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and then he made that bet with well, how much? Five thousand dollars. He said five thousand dollars. I bet you got it too. Hey, hey. At, I bet you got it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> Keep it modest, 20 bucks. Hey. Um, then he actually put that cigar in his in the lap, which is good son quality material. Yep. Like, bro, that's evil. Like, I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Never mess with the driver, never mess with the chef. Yeah. Never. Them like the two most important rules in group settings. That's so the fact that we swerving, I could almost die. And then you can't about, take oh, you with me. Yeah, he don't care because he's 13. You don't have enough life yet. Oh, everything's a, a, a game. It's fun. You need some near-death experiences to realize, oh, <laughs> shit, let me slow down. Um, but obviously, he dogs him, kicks him out the car, and then they can just start throwing shit at the whip. And I think he was going to hey. let him in because there was a moment when he was like, yep, he let me, let me be the adult in this situation. And the next yep. thing you know, something hit his whip. Like, oh, hell no. Nah, right, yeah. Yep. Would you... And I guess this is, this speaks to the times once again. Mm-hmm. But leaving a kid fifty miles away, making that, a walk in the cold is crazy, bro. That's in, that's nasty work. You hear me? Nasty, filthy. That's in, left his ass. Dang. And hey, but he told him. He told him. Mm-hmm. He and, told him man. man. And when he pulled up, he let him know exactly. He was like, listen, I'm not your dad. I'm not your uncle. I'm not your grandpa. Bro, I'm not here to play none of this shit with you. None of it. If you got to walk in the snow, you got to walk. Mm-hmm. That's cold, man. Yeah. And it's cold just because if something, what are you going to do if something happens? How are you supposed to go to your girl and say, oh, yeah, I, I let your son out the car because he was pissing me off and made a walk to the hotel and I ain't seen him again? And and how what and at what point do you worry? You know what I'm saying? Like He was concerned. Yeah, I think yeah. he timed that. And, and, and for the record, let's say this: I'm sure it wasn't 50 miles. No, I'm sure it was probably closer to five miles. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a nice little haul for a 13 year old in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's a nice little walk. Hey, yeah, he, he kept looking up, like he was looking out the window waiting on him. Because I'm sure if there was a certain time, he would have gotten the whip and be like, "All right, man, where this little dude at?" What point do you, if you? Dutch, do you stand your ground though? Like he he been through a lot at this point now. Like after, I mean, you give it some time, so you calculate in your head. All right, how long would this take to walk? And then how long would it take to walk in the cold? All right, I'm gonna give him this amount of time. If he ain't back, then I'm gone. But it's weird because you can't 
um you don't have any connection you don't have any cell phone you don't have any of that yeah that 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 era doesn't exist it's a so. ballsy it's a ballsy move but yeah. a very understandable move in 1999 that excuse me 1991 that was not crazy no that's that hard disciplined parenting Mm -hmm. You're gonna figure it out. This nigga, hey, this nigga Puff made. Well, never mind. Let me not break him up. <laughs> Let me not break him up, man. Uh, let's get to the next scene. Did you have anything else to say about that? Nah. <laughs> so going to the going to the hotel. I mean, excuse me, going from that scene, just transitioning right to the hotel. When Doyle yeah. gets there, um, like I say, here's something you should know about me, Dale. I don't screw around. You piss me off, I react. I'm not your dad. I'm not your grampy. I'm not your uncle. I'm yeah. a working class nobody. And I don't take crap from kitties. Kitties. Like, I will make you walk in the cold mm -hmm. five miles if I need to, brother. Do not play these type of games with me. Not only that, one of my favorite things is the is the name change. I told you in, in uh, one of my favorite sitcoms, Scrubs, every time Dr what you call it? i can't remember his name dr cox sees uh, a certain doctor he always called him a new girl's name every time every episode so, like dale so you, donald school <laughs> school yeah you know me well enough to know that i wrote down all the names that this nigga said throughout the movie right <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah man call that nigga <laughs> in order in order <laughs> daryl duncan dale Dobie, dwight dobsey and dave <laughs> And what's so great about it, school? What's so great about it is, bro, each time he said it so nonchalant. Yep, like that's his real name. Mike Dwight. didn't even go back to say my bad or oops. He said it. So let me tell you something, Dwight. <laughs> that was one of my favorites, bro, because that was at the uh, gas station after the car yeah. girls was about to rob him. Yeah, man, yep. you said me something. Mm -hmm. Dobsy, yeah, all that yeah. shit, bro. He was in not care. He said his mama. He said, yeah, let me go down and get Daryl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that to your moms, bro. Hey. Only time he got his name right is when he hit that when he had that car in the middle of the road. Yeah, he was about to get hit. Yep. And that that scene is. Yeah. So let's talk about it. But I know you said that's well. Let's talk about it. But before we do, the last thing about this other scene was when he came in and the way he's so comfortable, close the doors, getting cold. Yeah. And where's my bag? Oh, that's in the car. I figured you for dead. Just that giving it right back to him. Bro. That's some ill shit to say. And then he goes out and that leads to the car crash scene. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Man, that, that car crash scene is good, like you said, good sunish. Like mm -hmm. who who has the mindset to do that all in he had to come up with that in what 10 minutes like and that's our ride that's how we getting home you don't care he did, you don't bruh. think about that stuff as a that's you know that's what comes with living a grand, yeah. my granddad would tell us bro keep on living keep on living you don't have if you don't have a sense of fiscal responsibility and what yeah. it takes to survive and to yeah. take care of your things mm -hmm. it won't matter bro that's a car and he rich like if in my family we if something wrong with the whip we get another for a minute or maybe a minute and a half i'm gonna let this motherfucker think that i'm dead 
and he's gonna have to tell my mom that. <laughs> like yeah, that's evil. He evil, bro. That's, that's a good evil. son. Good son, bro. He's an evil kid. Bro, that'd have been the end of the movie. Cause that that would I'd have called his moms and said, I'd have looked at the, the highway marker, I'd have said 45, 9, I-75. Click. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> nah, because having your whip, crashing your whip on purpose. Having, yeah, that's crazy. Come now on, we, bruh. So they were in Tennessee when they got the fireworks. They can't be... Tennessee's a, a long state to drive through. Yes, it is. Especially if you're going through. So you probably go through Kentucky and then out. It's still got a nice little day or so as far as traveling. That's... I don't want to step on things that bother me, but we'll get to it at some point. Mm-mm. And then obviously that leading to the fight. Yep. Um, the biggest thing with the crash is I hated when the driver came out. Like he came out of nowhere, bro. That car was sitting there. I, I work in insurance. If, if this was, if I was investigating your claim, you get you at fault, bro. You should have <laughs> been seen that with. <laughs> yeah, he, he's super trash. He's well, yeah, he came out, out of nowhere, nowhere but I just said to say, <laughs> hey, I don't know what the fuck. Now, now, this is one of the things that I didn't like and was very corny about this movie, and I guess this is things that bother me. But they kept making an emphasis of doing shit where another man or even another person, but it was more men, that you better listen to your dad. You better make sure you're... you're like, it was always... That was always the end message in everything that happened. Like, come on, bro. We get it. Oh. Um. Well, real quick, just because it ties with the scene, this is what this is a big thing in my things about. Mm-hmm. He said, "If it wasn't for your daddy, I'd have busted every bone in your body." How? How? Man, what did he do? That he, right? He just said he came out of nowhere. He would have been in the car. Like, what did his dad do to stop you from busting his bone? You hit the whip. He just right. happened to be smart enough to get out of it. Right. Yeah. Like, I hate that line because there's mm-hmm. nothing he could have done to stop that, bro. Right? He was right. getting smacked. Yes, shit smacked. Yeah. Um, you, what you should be thanking him for is he ain't shit trying to press no charges on your dumb ass. Nah, that's real. You know, shout out to them, man, for sticking together, telling that story to the cops, man. <laughs> Paid them off, man. That's some real mob activity. <laughs> real mob activity, man. Uh, um, and then leading to the fight into the hotel room when yeah. He didn't do the karate. Now here's your little digits. Like he, he told him. Remember when Shannon, uh, when Skip told Shannon, get, take, put your glasses back, back on. Back on. That's the same way he told him to put his hands. Get your hands down. <laughs> he said, "Oh, I want to go. I love to go." Um, my favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Them getting robbed and Dutch calling it quits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the call girls come. I I I love the I I love the him pretending to be poor, bruh. Doyle has no idea what that is. He doesn't even like just just him doing all that shit. Like he don't know what that shit is. Right. Pretend to be poor. What the fuck? I'm really shocked that Doyle was even going for any of this shit. Yeah. Doyle, every, Doyle would have been at the payphone so quick, like, nah. Mm-hmm. I don't like y'all, but I don't like him more. Exactly. So somebody got to get me. So y'all got to get me mm-hmm. together. Yeah, facts. But I understand it. Like I said, it's good for the movies. But the call girls come in. Obviously, we see that Dutch falls asleep. He gets robbed for his wallet. She's trying to get the ring, but can't get it. There's a nice little weird bonding session. Yeah. 
I thought it was weird that Brock, you know, maybe I'll visit you sometimes. Like, yeah. you, you know, you, you know, you ain't about to visit this kid. Like, he he doing too that much. Stuff. You know, he, yeah, he believed it. You know, he believed in it. Shit, nigga, I still fall for that. I'm still up text. <laughs> so I know he believed in that. <laughs> I'm going to be up. Yeah, I'll, I'll be up. Just hit me up. All right. <laughs> Hey, you dumb, <laughs> bro. So I don't know why he, I don't even know why he was doing that, but I love when they actually in the in the restaurant. You know, we got time to eat. Oh, obviously, yeah. Dutch is Dutch is already on it. So you know what we, me and you were sitting in the back seat because that what that Mister Twister can teach you, you don't need to learn <laughs> to you get to prison. You know what I mean? He said she's not like that. She listens. Nigga said that's hey, her job. That's her Nigga job. Took, Hey, <laughs> and then obviously realizing that they got robbed, and this is when the scene heats up for me. Realizing yeah. they got robbed, and everything just boils over. Uh, there's just a certain art and a certain fascination with watching people hit that point mm-hmm. where you really don't care. I don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. And it's not an angry. I don't give a fuck. There's a, there's two different types. Mm-hmm. There's the angry version, and then there's the the one that's even more scary where you just yeah. Yeah. This is what it is. Shaggy um, is smiling. You weren't. Yeah, because he first got angry. Like you weren't so mm-hmm. spoiled. If you weren't such a little spoiled brat, I wouldn't have had to come down here for you. And Doyle, rightfully so, you you volunteered to do that. You know what? You're right. You're right. It ain't my fault. It's your mom's fault because she <laughs> yeah. burped you. You know what I mean? Um, he was just defeated. He was like watching the scene reminds me of the famous news clip with the black oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? Doing it so. Oh, I'm dying in this country ass fucked up town. I can't see shit. Got this pollen. Mm-hmm. Buzz flying. Man, let's get the fuck up out this country, motherfucker. Hey, hey, just the right. way he was just kind of like, man, what the fuck? Like, Doyle was at that point. Or excuse me, Dutch. Nah, man, cool. It, it, so you talk to your mom and you uh you tell her I said good luck. Yeah, straight so, up. It reminds me of Remind me of the, uh, we was just doing uh, uh, on Culture Garden, all about the Benjamins. Quit again, quit, quit, get to quit again, quit another time. Like, yeah, I'm I don't care, bro. I'm done. I'm tired of working with you, tired of doing yeah. all that shit. Yeah, and you could tell he didn't care because I love his <laughs> Doyle said she's gonna blame me. I'll write you a letter, nice letter. Like, a I'll, nice I'll, letter. trust me, I'll take it all off of you, bro. Yeah. Or whatever I gotta do to get away from you. Yeah, I'm not with it. I'm not with it, man. I've talked and talked and talked to you until I compute coat hangers. I'm me and you, you. I don't see why we got to hang out with each other anymore. Man. We ain't, yeah. this ain't working out, bro. And then yeah. he hit her with the, the, the something that Doyle needed the most in this movie. Like, I don't know why you care. You hate it. You hate, oh, man, he was salty. I never said I hate it. All right, man, go, hey, hey go. Hey, hey, school, I know you love this part. Hey. Go and make the call so I can have some peace, huh? Hey, huh? Getting a little beat it. Beat it. Hey. Man. Get out of here, man. Not Don't, only that, not only that, not only do I love that part, but I love the part when he he asked her. He said, Did she really think I hate her? He put he just turned around. Yeah, yeah bro. And bent over. Like <laughs> before, because remember before that school, remember he said, I uh, I never said I hate my mom for the record. Kiss my ass for the record. <laughs> nigga, get the fuck away from me, bro. I told you I'm done. <laughs> And then your part like you just said, like you just school, like you just said, that's the funniest part. Yeah. Has she ever said that she thinks I hate her? He said, Word nigga got up out of his seat, turned around, bit the fuck over. I told you to kiss my ass, bro. Get the fuck out of here. 
my favorite scene in the whole movie. Man. He was done. He was done with that shit, man. Oh my hey, man. god, this movie's stupid, man. Yeah, you bust it. You go do it to somebody. You bust in my balls. Congratulations, bro. Yep. I didn't want to lose to a kid. I didn't want to lose to a kid, but you won. You got it. You got it. Bro. Tell your mom. Yep. I said, "Good luck. I'm out." Yeah. You know a kid got to be bad. If you saying fuck the moms. Not only, not only that. You tell me. I don't even want to talk to her. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to talk I'm to cool. her. And same thing. Same thing. His pops did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't got any contact with him. You, you'll be speaking to him, right? Why don't you tell him? Hey, <laughs> she's a bad news. Hey, it's gonna be years of therapy for Doyle. Yeah, man, his pops went shit either, boy. Nah, he wasn't, man. And then uh, the last thing that I really have is kind of wrapped up into one. Yeah. Um, them being at the 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 center for misplaced families, I just thought that was a good, obviously, lesson between you know Doyle and the girl and sharing and just kind of realizing the other side of the coin. Yeah. Um, you are in the one percent. You are in the the minority when it comes to wealth. Yep. This is how a lot of people are living. Um, you tag that with the conversation that he was having with uh, the black woman. Yep. Just about, you know, seeing your mom and just like I said, knowing what's important in life. Him and Dutch finally having a moment in a true Dutch fashion. You still gonna shoot me? <laughs> yes, like definitely. Uh, and then the bed breaking. I thought the bed breaking, just that whole gag was funny to me because I couldn't. If you in a big space like that and everybody trying to sleep, your bread just and it's not it's not quiet either. It's loud to say it's gonna wake everybody up. Yeah, it happens three or four times. Um, then you flow right into them getting a ride to the crib. Dad showing up. I ain't here to see you, bro. You lied to me. I wanted to be with mom. They talking that rah rah shit, and then Dutch going outside like, "Huh, what you say? I can't hear you." Monday, Monday, yeah. Yeah. and he Look led us with it earlier when you know that the, mm -hmm. you know, you have a problem because the last guy to hit me has a dent in his head about the size of my pinky ring, and he and he dribbles when he smiles. <laughs> and he did that to his pop, so a great great way of the movie tying all that together. Yeah, and yeah. obviously the moral of the story, everything cool, and that last shot at the end. So hey, why don't you go and I got some of them in my coat for you, for your mom, man? It's special tells her to move out the way, pulls the gun out. Like, yeah, nigga, I ain't forget. I, I owe you one, bro. And I think it's even better that they were cool. He probably yeah. enjoyed it more because I'm not. You know, you know that I was not letting this go. Yep, yep. All the shit we've been through on this trip, bro. I'm shooting you in your ass, bro. I'm mm -hmm. shooting. Yes, yeah, sir. Reminds me of how I met your mother. If you know, you know, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite shows, man. I love yeah. this show. Yeah. Hate the last season. The last season, one of the worst seasons of television I've ever seen in my life. But uh, I love that show. First eight seasons were strong. Yeah. But that's all I got, brother. That's all I got for scenes. Man, that's... You got all the... Yeah. Uh, do you have any quotes? Yes. Um, I said a couple of them. You hurt her and I'll hit you so fucking hard. Your dog will bleed. Um, she's not my ma. <laughs> Dutch said, Dutch telling this nigga, I may not look like I can finance a trip to the zoo. <laughs> hey, you hear him talking stupid. A, a cult classic line from this movie, if you watch it, one of the probably most famous lines for people nothing burps better than bacon. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your water look tasty. <laughs> uh, a funny, for some reason, this line is always hilarious to me. When when Doyle asked Dutch, like, you don't have a plan, do you? I got a rough outline, because that's all we got in life, man. We all got a rough outline. Yep. We're just trying to make it work. 
That's a fact. And then I said the last quote, you know, the last guy who punched me has a dent in his head, forehead the size of my pinky ring, and he dribbles when he smiles. So Yep. <clears throat> you got all that. I have all that. Uh the other one I have is because I'm uh because I'm fifteen thousand uh, cheeseburgers ahead of you. Um and uh you might be the toughest the toughest whacker in junior high school but in my world you were some worrisome as a cloudy day like yeah was that the same scene when um he said I got you prosecuted he said yeah. prosecuted in big people's court or or in some <laughs> kitty court where if I where if I'm found guilty I gotta roll in the ground in snow. Or make a bed with my teeth. Hey, he had no regard for Doyle, bro. I'm not barring. He meant that He's shit. Bar. I'm not worried about you, kid. You're a kid. Have you prosecuted, man. Shut the fuck up. Because yeah. imagine if a 13 year old come up to you, I have you prosecuted. Man, shut up. You a little guy, huh? Yeah, you a little nigga, man. You a little okay. guy. Man. Can I talk about things that bother me real quick? Yep. Go on. I got two things. I okay. got two things. One of them's big, one of them's not. Okay. One of us more so if I was in that situation, but why y'all blast some music on the bus like that, bro? Shit, stupid. Yeah, I don't know if that things that bother me or wouldn't let that happen to me, but I'd have been on the same shit Doyle said. Yo, turn that shit down. I'm I'm upset when I'm in public and people be talking on their speaker phones or playing mm -hmm. music from their phone, mm -hmm. waiting in line at the store. Or some shit. That shit irritates me. All these head, all these earbuds and headphones around. That shit is so crazy to me. That's just ridiculous, man. And then the big one, the big one that I have about this film is at the end. I know what you so the black family. The black family drives them home. Mm -hmm. And we see the car in the condition their car is in. Mm -hmm. Running condition, don't look the best on the outside, but it runs. Gets them to where they need to be. I'm pulling up to this big-ass mansion. I done passed sign, Dutch Jewelry Construction. Call the office on Monday, and I'll see what I can do. Nah, bruh. <laughs> Get that man a job. Yeah. Ain't no Facts. I see what I can do. It's your shit. You own it. Facts. Give him a job. Mm -hmm. Get yourself down in the clutch, man. That shit bothers me so much when he said, I'll see what I can do. Nigga. You know what? I just pulled up to this big ass mansion, bro. Mm -hmm. Your rich ass ain't got no way to hold, bro. You ain't even, I don't even know if you gave me no gas money because your wallet stole it. <laughs> Come on, man. I just told you I'm living out the back of my whip. You see my little daughter? Shit. Hey, said he gonna see what he can do. Shit. Teach me the motherfucking game, ghost. Hey, you know what I thought you was gonna say? What's that? Old girl answering the phone. Which one? Oh, some kid. Yeah. Um, he's sleep. Yeah, because who you think that is? That 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 definitely bothers me, especially because he reached for the phone, so he knew that he needed to answer that phone. And she just, she just, nah, man. Come on, man. Especially because he asked, because the only way you can shoot Bell is if you were to say, for the last time, this era, mm. all the crank calling. You know, they had, a, they had a TV show called Crank Anchors because back when house phones were still a thing, you could really, before caller ID, you can really yeah. crank call people. Or you can just really get the wrong number. Yeah. And fuck people up. Because, you know, I just never thought about this until now. Before cell phones and we stored contacts, you just had to know numbers by heart, or you had a phone book that you wrote yeah. down, but you couldn't just hit somebody's name and it, it gets to them. Like, no matter how many times you called them, you still had to type in type that's in. why I remember 513-522-3866. Certain numbers I'll never forget because yeah. this is years and years and years of learning it. Just so dialing that bitch. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. So 
Um, I don't even know where I was going with all that because I got caught up in that uh, back in the day type shit. But what oh, were we talking about? My bad. Talking about prank calling and yeah, but what was the what was I even talking about? Prank calling? Why was I saying that? Oh, because a woman oh, answered the phone. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so you could have gotten you know a lot of missed dials and all that could have slid, but the fact that he asked for him specifically oh, sleeping like. Hmm. Well, and what's really messed up is if you going back to 1991, he knew, but he couldn't even call back because I don't even know where you called from, bro. Like maybe right. the star 69. You mm -hmm. so I don't know. Damn. Did you Miss... have anything outside nope. of her? That's it. What we got next, brother? Well, what's next is uh my trivia, and I don't. Pretty much all the trivia that I have, we've already said about, uh, you know, who was supposed to be in the movie. And that was it. And the, the other thing I had was just the, uh, this movie was with uh, the operations, uh, Curly Sue and Home Alone was all in the same universe. That was the only uh, thing that I had. So outside of that, if you have anything, mention it, go for it. Yeah. Just real quick, just to piggyback off what you said, the universe. Mm -hmm. um, Doyle and his family, their surname is Standish, which is the same name that he used in The Breakfast Club. Mm. Um, Claire Standish from Molly Ringwald's character. So okay. with that being the same universe, I don't know. They mm. didn't mention Breakfast Club as part of this, but I just noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. The film was mentioned in passing in an episode of Married with Children. It was an episode okay. where they were in a, on an in-flight uh it was an in-flight movie on their way to London, and they just kind of made a joke about it because it, it failed at the box office. It's right. making fun of itself. And one that I know that you really, you will really love and appreciate, the GOAT. He got winner, one of the greatest to ever do anything that he's that anybody's ever been paid to do, uh, Quincy Jones. Yes. He actually attended and was a part of the recording sessions for the score of this film. And he actually performed on the piano for a few tracks. Okay, then. Some of the okay. piano notes that you hear is actually Quincy Jones. Yeah. Okay, then. Once again, y'all, John Hughes was a big deal. Yes. Yes. I can play piano in a, Qu in a John Hughes movie. Hell yeah, I'm jumping mm -hmm. on it. Yep. Yep. If John Hughes tell you he got some shit cooking up and he he might, you know, want you to come listen or see or do or whatever, you going to be there. Shit. Facts. Give a fuck who you is. So yeah, that's a fact. Um, so the last thing we have is our rating system. And as you know, my rating system, it's my shit, my show. My rating system is hell yeah, shit yeah, fuck yeah. So would you watch this again? Every Thanksgiving, bro. Every so Thanksgiving, I, fuck yeah. Every fuck Thanksgiving, yeah. I watch this film. Thanksgiving. Every single one. Like I tell everybody, or I told it said at the beginning. I'm the one that hit you on some yo, like, well, we should do Dutch for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It randomly hit me because I yeah. was getting ready to watch it because this is that time of the year. Yep. It worked out perfectly to be released when it is now. So, absolutely. It's a classic in my eyes. Yes. I'll never stop watching Dutch. Yep. Fuck yeah. Every Thanksgiving. It's a classic. Uh, mm -hmm. As you as you watch this right now, it's Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, good brother. And I know you're going to be doing your thing and out of town. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Same to you, same to you, man, and everybody out there listening. Um, obviously, won't get too heavy into it, but there, yeah. you know, we beyond all of the um, 
the bullshit, I guess, that comes with Thanksgiving is it is a good time to celebrate and be with your family. I won't say celebrate, but just have some good quality family time. Yes. Um, you know, good eating, all of that stuff. Celebrate how you want to, because obviously the history and the origin of Thanksgiving, as we were taught, is not true. Uh, but like I said, don't want to get too get too heavy, get too deep. Enjoy right. the time with your family, your loved ones. If you watch football, yeah. enjoy the games, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, so yeah, shout out to y'all for listening. Yes, we appreciate you as always for checking out the guilty pleasures. Man, oh man, do I have a treat for you next week? Or excuse me, a couple weeks from now. Especially. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is, so I'm excited. Oh yeah, buddy. I'm not on this. Whatever it is, I'm not on it, right? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Cool. By the way, there will be a few John Hughes classics will be on here, especially Furious first Bueller's Day off. Like we gotta do that. Definitely. That. So um 100%. with that being said, I appreciate you, brother. Love you as always. Always there for me when I need you. I'm thankful for you. Pun oh, man. intended. <laughs> Love man. Love yes, man. Sir. Appreciate sir. you always man. You know I always got your back. Been yes, doing this sir. since 1989. So my dog. Facts. You know my brother, my dog, my family, all of that, man. I love you, kid. Love you too, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, shout out to all the listeners. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank you again for everything. With that being said, I'm out this bitch. <laughs> we out. Peace.